This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Okay, how many of you out there have tuxedo cats? I bet lots. I love them. I have one. And wouldn't you like to know how they tick? I would, because mine's a diva, and I'd like to know what makes her tick. Well, I have an expert coming up on my show today. We're going to be right back after this break. Hey, Michelle Fern here. Have you ever wanted to know more about your cat's background and health? I have something great for you to try. Base Paws is the first ever at-home cat genetics company that can give you that information with a simple DNA test. Here's how it works. When you purchase their cat kit online, they send you a cheek swabbing device that can be used to collect your cat's DNA. You send your sample back to their lab. Shipping is prepaid in the U.S. And in six to eight weeks, you receive your cat's report. You'll learn about the breeds and wild cats your cat is most similar to, as well as its carrier status of 45 plus different genetic health markers. You can use this information to help care for your cat better. And something great for all of my listeners, you can go to basepaws.com and get 15% off the DNA kit with the promo code CATITUDE. Go to basepaws.com, B-A-S-E-P-A-W-S.com. Use the promo code CATITUDE for 15% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dan Richardson. He is the creator of the blog Tuxedo Cat, based in the UK. Welcome, Dan. Hello, Michelle. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm delighted to have you from, as as we say here, across the pond. Do you guys say that too? We do, yeah. It's a big old pond, isn't it? Yes, huge, huge. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk cats. Now, for everyone that's listening, that's like, well, I don't have a tuxedo cat. Let me tell you, Dan's site has a lot of great information that really can pertain to all cats, like how to remove a tick from your cat, how to groom a cat. So just because you don't have a tuxedo cat, don't think, okay, this show isn't really for me. It is for you. And then, hey, you'll learn about tuxedo cats. So if a friend or someone has one, you'll, you know, be that more impressive about your cat knowledge. So Dan, what made you decide to do a blog on tuxedo cats? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one. So, so I've worked in the website industry for a long time. Um, I used to make websites for people. Basically, it was my job. I mean, it still is my job today. I still work with websites now uh, in my day job. But a while ago, shortly after I got married, my wife and I decided we wanted a pet. And we thought we'd adopt one. So we went down to the, the local cat rescue center, which um, the one there was called Boot Home for Cats. Um, and it's been around for a very long time now. I think there was an old... Um, philanthropist in Liverpool who, who died and he left a lot of money to set up this cattery. Wait, say um, it again. What's it called for us Yankees that don't quite understand? Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's called Boot Home for Cats. So that's B-O-O-T-E, Home for Cats. It's named after the guy who left 
all the money, I believe. Oh, okay, nice. And it's a shelter for cats? Yeah, it's a shelter for cats um, in Liverpool, close to where we live. So I, I looked it up online and we, we headed over there. And um, a few weeks, a couple of weeks before we'd visited, they just had a big litter of, well, tuxedo cats, black and white kittens, dumped on their doorstep in a suitcase. I think there was six of them all together. Somebody had just chucked them in a suitcase and left them outside the front of the, the cat centre. So we went in there and there were there were two left at the time. Um, and yeah, one in particular, we were sort of really connected with them. We went back to visit it the next week. Yeah, then we decided, right, we're going to get this this black and white cat, this tuxedo cat. And then um, we brought her into our, our flat where we lived at the time. And that was the start of it, really. Um, and that was, for me, at that point, I had never had a cat before. Um, I'd grown up with dogs, I'd grown up with rabbits, guinea pigs, but I'd never had a cat. So that was my first sort of introduction to cats. Um, and that was about five years ago now. So I started sort of looking into this and I wanted to know what breed is our cat. I mean, she was just a black and white cat. Um, I didn't know anything at all about cat breeds. I couldn't have named you one single breed of cat. You know, I didn't know any of them. So I started looking into this because I knew a lot about dogs. I knew all about everything about dogs at the time, but nothing about cats. So I thought, you know, what breed is our cat? Um, let's let's try and work this out. And I found because she's black and white, it was next to impossible for me to sort of nail down, you know, what she is. But then I came across this sort of catch-all term, which is tuxedo cat for cats which are black and white. And there's loads of breeds which um, black and white cats come from. There's tons, like the British Shorthair, the American. There's tons and tons of breeds that where the black and white colouring is very common. And I started looking into this more and more and found out a lot, a lot more about this. There wasn't many sites online um, that actually were sort of dedicated to black and white tuxedo cats. And the reason for that, I believe, is because, well, because partly because they're not, a real breed they're just a coloring um, also because black and white cats are sort of very very common so there's um there's lots of sites dedicated to sort of unusual looking cats like there's loads of sites i've seen about maine coons for example or those sphinx cats right um, but maine coon is an actual breed because i have one that's part maine coon but that's a breed but you're right absolutely. what you're saying is tuxedo it's the same as torties you know they're they're yeah. torties are usually a mix of two different ones i think but yeah but the tuxedo is right they're basically just their coat you know and it's yeah i think they have to have more black than white to qualify yeah, right yeah. so it looks like a, a shirt and an actual tuxedo doesn't it hence the name but yeah like you said, it's not a, obviously it's not a breed it's a coloring but often it's very difficult to, to say this black and white cat what where does it descend from what breed is it it's next to impossible sometimes unless you're you know everything about cats and um, so anyway what i decided to do was to set up this website and in doing that i found out sort of quite a few stats so i, I sort of read a lot about um cat statistics and a big fact that i found was 75 percent of all cats are black and white wow um, so that's huge isn't it? i mean that's three quarters that's the majority of cats um, and that's, you know, your classic oh, wait, cat. How many of those black and white cats are considered tuxedo cats? Now you're asking. I don't know exactly, but it certainly wouldn't be all of them because if a cat is mostly white, then it's it's not a tuxedo cat. But I mean, I'd have to guess to be honest. I don't know the exact figures. It's it's difficult because you don't get, you don't tend to get. Um, right. They don't really, they don't really take measurements on this and stuff. Because I do know that what you said, you know, some people think tuxedo cats are only, they must be, look like they're wearing a tux, you know, all black and yeah. only a little white on the neck. But I've also heard that tuxedo cats, they're mostly black with white markings. So they have to be mostly black. That's yeah. what I've heard too. So they've yeah. gotten a little flexible in their, I guess, description. Yeah. I mean, that's generally my, my standpoint is mostly black with white markings, but 
on my website we accept any cat that's black and white so um if you've got a black and white cat come along and get involved but um yeah so while i was while i was finding these things out i also found out that because tuxedo cats are perceived to be common looking so you know you think of a cat you think you generally think black and white and if you go into a cat center to adopt a cat like we did if you've got a choice between say a Maine Coon or, or something that looks really quite distinctive my sister has a a big ginger cat if you have a choice between a big ginger cat or a small ginger cat a black and white cat statistics show that you know you're far more likely to adopt the the differently colored cat because it's it's more interesting it stands out a bit more which is is fair enough in many ways but what that does mean is that as a percentage of the feral cat population and as a percentage of the amount of time that the black and white cats spend in waiting to be adopted is is longer than it is for uh, sort of more unique looking cats so so part of my my reason behind this website was i wanted to provide a place to um to sort of promote the plight of the black and white cat to say to people just because a cat looks common doesn't mean there's anything common about its personality so consider adopting one basically that's so true because you know as you were talking about it i thought you know i wonder does the coat make the cat i've had a show on torties before and we've talked a little about torties and tuxes and the differences and um, someone, one of the listeners actually wrote me and said, you know, you have to do a show about this because my tortie's nuts. And she gave me all these examples. You know, they're just not nuts, but extreme personality and very distinct in what she likes and what she doesn't like and her behaviors and so forth. And sometimes it's it's almost like for us two-legged people, you know how people say, well, if you have red hair, do you have red hair? I do, yeah. Because I saw your picture. I wasn't sure, so I put my foot <laughs> in my mouth without – I wasn't planning on this. But you know how people say, oh, people with red hair have bad tempers? Yeah. Right? Okay. I don't have red hair and I can have – I have a bad temper sometimes. So, see, I don't yeah. think that's – I don't think that's always the case. But Absolutely. I know with tuxes – some people say, you know, nope, the black and white, it makes a difference in the cat. My cat, Molly, is a tux. And, well, she doesn't have an exact tuxedo, but she's black with white markings. When she was born, because she was actually born on my doorstep the with a feral mom. Now, two were tabbies, and she was the black and white. So the mom was impregnated by two different male cats. Okay. And which I've heard is is more common than you than you would think. So they were so little, and when they were put into homes, they were all together. It was hard. I know the tux seemed to be more independent. She was more daring to try things. Yeah. yeah. Did you find that with your? Well, you have how many now? One. Just got one. Yeah, for now. I was trying to persuade my wife to get another one, but she's been with us for such a long time now. I think she'd struggle with another one coming in at this stage, but. Maybe, maybe at some point. But yeah, we just have the one. Um, but she is very, um, very, so she's always been an indoor cat um, because we live by quite a busy road. But she's very, very keen to, to get outside a lot of the time. We moved house about about three years ago. But prior to that, we used to live in a, in a flat, um, which was on the second floor. So again, we didn't let her out because obviously she'd have to go down all the stairs and we didn't have a cat flap and it was difficult to let her in and out and all this. But she used to sit on the window when it was open in the summer and just look at all the birds. You know, and we thought it's fine. She, she won't jump. It's a big jump and she's a sensible cat. And one day I was having a nap on the sofa um, and she was sat there on the window still looking at the birds. I woke up, couldn't find it anywhere in a flat. It was only a fairly small flat, so it wasn't hard to look around. 
I looked everywhere for her, couldn't find her anywhere. Eventually I thought, no, she can't have gone out the window because it was, it was a good height. But anyway, I went downstairs and there she was outside the front door. So curiosity just got the better of her and she must have tried to swipe at a bird or something and she'd, she'd fallen down. Oh my um, she was absolutely fine, thankfully. She was absolutely fine. No injuries or anything. But it's just that, um, that curiosity that got the better of her, you know. There's that saying, curiosity got the cat, you know. That's it, very nearly this, but thankfully she was fine. Okay, we're going to be right back after this short break. Hair, hair everywhere. How do you manage your cat's hair, hairballs, and dander when they're not really fond of bathing? The answer is just a whisker away with catnip bath wipes from Whitegate. It's the only cat wipe on the market that's infused with natural catnip oil. Catnip bath wipes will leave your cat happy, calm, and playful, and you'll both look forward to bath time. Go to whitegateinc.com, that's W-H-Y-T-E-G-A-T-E-I-N-C.com, and enter the code CATNIP for 15% off site-wide, plus free shipping. That's right, 15% off. We're not kidding. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking today about tuxedo cats, and I'm with Dan Richardson. He's the creator of the Tuxedo Cat blog in the UK, based in the UK. And we've talked a little bit about his Tuxedo Cat. Dan, I have some questions for you. What do you think in all the research you've done with all the you know Tuxedo Cats and, and information you've gleaned over the years, what do you think makes them different than, say, a tabby, a torty, and a ginger, you know, and that we're not, those are, I don't know, not quite yeah. breeds but types of cats you know by coloring what makes them different it's difficult to say exactly because as i said before roughly 75 percent of all cats are black and white so close to maybe close to 50 percent of all cats could be classed as a tuxedo cat so they're so diverse there's so so many of them and such a broad range of them that you know the difference between one tuxedo and another is the gulf is potentially huge but um i think i think they're perhaps more I don't, it's difficult to say. Maybe we think we think that they're different. Like I think mine's a diva. She is a diva, but I just yeah. think she is. May I don't know if it's because she's tuxedo or not. She just is. Yeah, maybe it's that perception we put on them because of the way they look. But for, for me, maybe. I feel I feel my cat is um, kind of tougher for being a tuxedo cat. Which, if you see, it sounds ridiculous because she's a very small cat. Mm. But I think because of the way she was treated, sort of being left in a bag with her siblings and then waiting longer. Um, so she, I can't remember exactly how long she was in the, the cattery for, but I think as a general rule, as I said before, black and white cats tend to spend longer waiting to be adopted because they're not as attractive. So I think in some ways that makes them a bit more independent and a bit stronger and tougher. Again, this is just me uh, guessing really because it very much it, this varies from cat to cat. But I always think of tuxedo cats as being, you know, a bit tougher than your average cat but i'm biased because i I run tuxedocat.co.uk 
No, I think there's some truth to that. When we adopted Molly, we had adopted her sister from a different mister, so from a different breed, who was older. And when we brought the little, Molly was a little tiny kitten into the house, her sister would like hiss and attack her. And we had to work on them. But, But Molly wasn't afraid, you know? And now they're well, her sister's still a lot bigger, but but she doesn't let it bother her. So there might be some truth to that for sure. And I also want to talk about all the information you have on your blog because it's not just tuxedo cat related. You have a lot of great info. So give us a like little – I know I talked a little bit about, you know, you have a tick removal and this, you know, grooming. Tell us some of the highlights of some of the items that you have on your website that are – maybe more unusual that people won't find everywhere that they can locate on yeah. your website. Yeah. So my website covers, I mean, it started initially just as being a place to speak about black and white tuxedo cats. And that's still the main purpose of it really. But I wanted to um, sort of build it out and make more of it. So now we've got, must be around a hundred articles on the, all about sort of cat health, nutrition, training, sort of general useful information about looking after your cat. I've also got product guides as well. And where we review different cat-related products. And um, one of the the articles on my site that gets the most visits is actually about what to do when your cat goes missing, which gets gets a lot of visits um, every day. Really, that article. And I think that's I'm pleased with that because typically you do find a lot of feral black and white cats. So I think it's kind of appropriate that that's one of our strongest articles. I can't remember exactly what the article's called now, but if you search. In, in Google UK for what to do when your cat goes missing, you should find us somewhere. So, okay, give us some tips. So without revealing all of the article, because folks, you have to go to his site. It's going to be, of course, on the Pet Life Radio Catitude page for this episode, but it's tuxedo-cat.co.uk. And again, it'll be on this episode page. So there'll be a link going to the website. So if you're listening and you're like running or something, exercising, and you can't bother to write it down right now, it's on the episode page on Pet Life Radio of this episode of Catitude. But give us a couple of hints of, you know, things that people can do when their cats go missing without revealing everything for the article, because we want you to go to the site and read it so you learn all of the information. Cool. Yeah, well, um, just reading through the article now, actually, just found it. And it says in Europe, so I remember finding all this information, but apparently in Europe, yeah, so at any given point in um, in Europe, there's at least 6 million lost cats. So that's not feral cats, but that's people's pets that have gone missing or, you know, have just got lost and people don't know where they are. Um, so there's a lot of people who are searching for this type of thing. I was just saying one of my colleagues at work has recently lost her cat and she's obviously sort of upset about that. But I've got a few tips to uh, to find your cat when you've lost it. Um, so commonly, cats actually don't go all that far. So I'd say tip number one is don't be afraid just to walk down your street and knock on your neighbor's doors. Because often you'll find, you know, maybe somebody in your neighborhood is a, is a nice old lady. She's put out some milk or she's put out some uh, cat food. And the cat's decided, oh, I might stay here for a few days. This actually happened to my nana. So my nana, she's well into her 80s now, but um, she she had a cat that came to stay with her for a few days because um, it was raining. So she brought the cat inside, gave it some some water and some food, and the cat decided it was pretty nice. So decided to stay for a few days, and then nana eventually put it back out so it would go back home, and uh, I believe it did. But yeah, that's something that happens very commonly. So if your cat has disappeared for three, four days, 
don't automatically presume the worst. You know, don't be afraid just to walk down your street, maybe go to a few neighbouring streets and speak to your neighbours and see if, if they've seen the cat because very often that is what has happened. Right, it's kind of like a cat vacation. Yeah, not good. Not good for the pet parent, but the cat might just say, you know, I need a little break from you, so I'm going to wander off and, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it does happen. But yeah, I think it's particularly important if there's a big change happening in your house. So, so my wife and I, we we are expecting our second baby in October. Obviously, that that's a big change for us. Oh, it's a big change too for the cat. Thank you, um, but that means that there's going to be a lot of change in the house. You know, the cat may not get as many strokes, or it may not get brushed as often, or you know, might not get as much attention. And it's going to be noisier, of course. Um, babies crying and uh, us running about, changing nappies and all this. So this kind of thing, these kind of changes. Or if you get another pet, another cat, another dog, this can unsettle your cat, and it makes them more likely to want to go and find, you know, the nice old lady down the road who's got a, a quiet space. So if you know that big changes are coming, it's a good idea just to. Try and set aside some space in your house where um, your cat can go to just get a bit of peace and quiet. And that'll help kind of mitigate that um, desire for them to, to get out and find somewhere else. So you could almost make a little special spot for your cat. Maybe put a little, get your cat a little something new, a little cat tree or put a shelf up on the wall or something so that it's more for them. So they have a spot they can go away from the noise and the change and the whatnot so they can because cats like routine all pets like routine absolutely yeah yeah they just want that security don't they and if if that security is kind of because cats are territorial creatures and if their territory suddenly becomes a place that they're uncertain or unsure of themselves in you know that's going to unsettle them and make them more likely to want to look elsewhere so doing everything you can just to ensure that uh, when change happens as it inevitably does in life that um they feel comfortable and secure in their environment um, is, is a good thing to do. Okay, any more tips? Again, another top tip. It's a really simple one. But if you have lost your cat, you've been down the street, you've spoken to everyone, and then just speak to your local cat shelter, your local vets. So when we first got our cat from uh, the cat shelter in Liverpool, um, she still had her she had an identification tag in her neck. But we didn't realise for a long time that it was set to the address of the cat centre. So it may be that if you've recently got a cat from a rescue centre, that it does have their address in. Someone may have picked it up, took it to the vet, the vet scanned it, then took it back to the uh, the cat rescue centre. So it's always a good idea to give them a ring. Always a good idea to give your vet a ring. And because very often people will find cats, and if the cats come into their house, they will at some point more than likely ring the vet and say, I found this lost cat. Um, so it's a simple thing to do. Let me ask you, do they chip cats like they do in the US? Is that common in the UK? Do they check them? Um, scan them, you mean? Chip, like insert a chip so that they can be scanned to find out if they belong to someone or not? Yes. Yeah, we do do that. Um, it's not compulsory. The cat center we got our cat from, they do it automatically and register them as being at the cattery. And yeah, typically most people do. But if you get a, if you get a cat, if you get a kitten or you get a puppy, um, it's down to you really whether or not that gets done. And not everyone gets around to it, but it's obviously it's a great idea to do that because if anything does happen, hopefully a cat will come straight back to you. Those are some great tips. Okay, now I have a fun question for you because you Go know so much about tuxedo cats and your website's mostly focused yeah. on tuxedo cats. Okay, what famous tuxedo cats do you like? What famous tuxedo cats do I like? Oof. I can only think of one, and this I think this is yeah. a U.S. cartoon. So remember Felix the Cat? It's old. It's kind yes. of before my time, but it's still around, I think. Yeah, well, one of the most famous 
So we've got a few um, that I can think of, but one of the most famous ones in the UK is actually, it's called Palmerston. I'm not sure if he's still around. I hope he is. But um, he famously lives in um, the Foreign Office a few years ago, I think back in 2016. There's another cat called Larry. I think Larry is, Larry's not a tuxedo cat. I can't remember what he looks like now. But there was, um, there's a cat called Larry that lives in Downing Street, 10 Downing Street, where the Prime Minister lives. And there's this cat, Palmerston, who lives in the Foreign Office just down the road. Um, and they were snapped having a fight um, oh, wow. on Downing Street at one time. Um, and it appeared in all like the, the local tabloid papers and on different news websites and all this, of how these uh, famous cats were scrapping with each other. And um, it was the subject of all sorts of political satire as well, as you can imagine. But yeah, I think Palmerston is probably my favourite famous tuxedo cat. Well, mine is a cartoon. So Felix the Cat is a cartoon, and he's been around for year. I don't know how old or how long, but he's been around for years. So that's the only one I could think of. Yeah, I think I um, remember when I was write, I wrote an article about this um, ages ago about the famous Tuxedo Cat. There's one more. I think Mutt's Comics has one, and I can't think of the cat's name, but the um, they have a cat and a dog, and they're both like the kind of like the main characters of, of those cartoons. Oh, and yeah. his cat, I think, is a, a tuxedo cat. It's black. It's mostly black. I think that it has some white markings. It's a great comic if you are in, interested. But but I think his is a tuxedo cat too. And that's all I know of. Yeah. There's, um, I remember back years ago, there was a famous picture of um, I think the Clinton family. They had a, a tuxedo cat that they kept in the White House. There's a famous picture. I think it was called Socks. Oh, fact, yeah, the Clintons, yeah, socks, uh-huh. Yeah, there's a famous picture of him looking over, stood upon the, the lectern in the White House, looking uh, very dapper and important. It's a great tuxedo cap picture, that one. How can we forget socks? I mean, well, yeah. we, won't, we won't talk about politics, what's going on in the U.S. now, because, well, really <laughs> we, won't, we just won't go there. <laughs> That's enough said. But but I, I love socks, yes. I, how could I forget about socks? Yes. Yep, exactly. Okay, tell us how people can find your site. If they do a search or something, I, I gave out the URL, but how else can they find your site? Yeah, I mean, so you can just search on Google for Tuxedo Cat UK. You should find us easily enough. You can also find us on Facebook. Again, if you just search for Tuxedo Cat UK, you should be able to find our page. It's got about... I think it's got about a thousand or so likes. So it's not a massive page at the moment, but you should hopefully be able to find it. We're not yet on Instagram, but I'm hoping to get on there at some point. So when I do, I'll uh, post that on the, the Facebook page and on the website as well. But um, yeah, if anyone's listening and they, they have a tuxedo cat or um, you know you want to send me your pictures of your tuxedo cat, please do. I'd be very happy to um, to add it to my gallery. There's a gallery on the website that we keep of um, just different black and white cats that people have sent us um, so if you've got a black and white cat and you, you think it deserves a place in the gallery just um, head over to my website and send me an email and we can add your cat to the website okay wonderful oh, Dan it's been so much fun having you on Catitude and learning about the world of tuxedo cats so thank you so much for coming on Catitude thank you very much Michelle it's been a pleasure Wow, who knew all of that about tuxedo cats? And then how many are black and white and that they're 
like less likely to be adopted. I didn't think that. I never knew that. I think they're adorable. And okay, I'm biased to have one. That's Molly, and she's my little diva cat. But um, she's my partner's. It's like his mistress. You know, if she was a person, I would be jealous. Okay, sometimes I'm still jealous. But you know, I love tuxedo cats, and it was wonderful having Dan um, on the show. Please check out his blog, tuxedo-cat.co.uk. I'd like to thank my guest, Dan Richardson, for coming on Catitude and telling us about Tuxedo Cats. Thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guest sound fabulous. He puts so much work into every episode. So, round of applause for Mark Winter. And um, I'd like to thank my crew, Dennis, who's Maine Coon, Charlotte, who's Torty, and who knows what else, and Molly, who's a little tux. She's a little tuxedo cat. So thanks to my crew and huge, huge thanks to everyone listening. You make Catitude one of the most popular cat podcasts out there. So thank you so much for listening. Please, any information, any, you know, comments, feedback, you know, suggestions, please send them. Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. Keep listening. You never know what's going to be coming up. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.